Welcome to the Freud's Angels podcast, where two highly intuitive women dig into everyday problems using our connection to the divine, psychology, and energy work. We support you in your self-awareness, growth, and aid you in your shadow work. Now we're your hosts. I'm Vanessa. And I'm Grace. Let's get into the show. Those sounds of us coming onto this podcast bring me a little joy every time I hear them. And we, this is the third time we're doing it today. So like this, like a lot of joy in my heart right now. Um, Well, especially the transcription one. Like I I get totally like, nice. (laughs) We never had that before. It's like those little things that just, I don't know, that spark that joy. And and right now this is like totally my jam. So welcome angels to the Freud's Angels podcast. Um, we are on episode 151 and this one is a theme that's happening in my life right now. And I wanted to share it with you all because I felt it was important. Vanessa, what is that theme? <laughs> the theme, the theme. I have to say... I had a moment when you said 151, I thought of Bacardi 151, <laughs> and I wanted to throw up a little bit. <laughs> I, I have a, I don't, I don't like drink anymore, but I have like apparently a core memory because when you said 151, I was like, absolutely not. <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> but um, this, this, it actually ties in, right? Like we're going to talk about the truth of our own experience of what the, what what our experience means what it does for us how we can live through our experience with our experience because of our experience i feel like this episode feels very like centered on self and i'm not going to say self centered because we don't like how those words are in in secession but centered on self is totally fine mm-hmm. and, So that's what we need to do, you know, like to be centered on ourselves and to be um, validating our own experiences and to be validating who we are with these experiences separate from what other people's experiences may have been. So I um, when when we started to talk about this topic, I was like, yeah, tentacles. There's already tentacles upon tentacles so there'll probably be some sort of part two that go with that goes with it but um i do think that this is a really um you know something that that people need right now because we have a lot of outside influence coming at us on a regular basis and we're losing ourselves we're losing individuality we're losing touch with like our own desires and needs and wants and feelings so um, we could use it, a healthy dose of this. Yeah, absolutely. And I feel that we're talking about experiences in all the areas of our lives, from growing up to experiences as children, as teenagers, young adults, our personal lives, experiences like, but I feel it's it's this this podcast is centered around places where um I think that there's fear because when we're coming into a situation, whether maybe you're starting a new job, maybe you're having a baby, maybe you're having surgery, maybe holidays are coming. Holy crap. And, you know, and you look at the influence we have from social media, from the people in our lives. How many times have people said to you, Oh my God, that's the worst thing ever. 
And, you know, and you've been like, oh, it's horrible. And then you have a really great experience and you're like, what is wrong with me? This wasn't horrible. Is it horrible? And it takes away that feeling of joy that you get or relief or whatever you're getting from having a good experience because you're thinking that you had the wrong experience. Yeah. And fear, I think, sometimes influences us to think that there's a right or wrong in every situation and not allowing us to experience it as we do the truth of it. Yeah. Well, I mean, because as soon as what, what, what you just said is true, there's so much that we're taught about right and wrong. And like, as you were talking about that experience, I was thinking, yeah, I mean, how many times have we had, um, you know, even, even the experience of somebody saying, this is terrible. And then you go and you're like, it's not terrible. And then you start to feel some type of way about the person who thought it was terrible. And now all of a sudden you don't like them, you know, yeah. and you're just kind of like, why do I not like you? Because yeah. you experienced something different than I did, because that's what's been bred within us is like, we don't embrace differences anymore. We fight about differences because we need to assert ourselves as right. And like, that's what I feel like a lot of this comes down to is like kind of unwinding that and being able to be like, you can be right and I can be right. You can hate that. And I don't need to hate that because it's doesn't, it doesn't, because it doesn't work for you. That's fine. You know, and like learning how to break free from that is not easy because we all have, I feel like we, every single one of us, especially, well, I'm not even going to say that because it's all around the world. We all have like the generational and cultural traumas of tradition and i say trauma <laughs> because so many of them feel traumatic you know mm -hmm. when you start to get into yourself you know um i was thinking the other day that you know it was my birthday a couple weeks ago and like mo a lot of people didn't call me you know people kind of sent messages or whatever and like it's because they know me you know and i was just like i'm so glad that I've been able to like allow myself to exist as that person and saying like, you don't even need to do that. Free yourself from the idea that because it's my birthday, you have to do this, that, and the other thing. Like, here's what I prefer. This is how, like, I know you love me. You don't, I don't need 15 phone calls. I don't want 15 phone calls. I want, I don't like the phone. <laughs> like, yeah. So none, you know, and like even my mom, you know, it was I'm sure hard for her to like do that because you know to her that's what you're supposed to do but she understands that I'm not into it so she sent me a message and I was thankful for it and I know that she loves me and she doesn't have to prove it with a phone call and it's like yeah like but even little things like that that are traditional and that have this they carry this meaning of well if you love somebody this is what you do and it's like no, I don't receive love that way. So no, that's not what you do with me because it's going to be the opposite experience for me. I'm going to feel overwhelmed with the amount of things I have to do on my birthday. And yeah. I want to do nothing on my birthday. <laughs> right? So it's like just little things like that. I feel like um, when we can really look at ourselves individually and center on ourselves, there is a lot of that trauma that we're breaking, that that societal traditional right wrong this is how we do it this is what things are for this is the meaning behind all that stuff man like when you start to look at it you know and blowing it out of the water it is not easy to do but it's very freeing 
Yeah, it's because it feels like every time we allow ourselves to feel differently about a situation, we feel like we're going against the grain or against the current. It feels like there's an uphill battle and it almost feels isolating even more than we already feel. Like, I can't tell you how many times that I've said something or seen it as a differently and how much controversy or how much conflict that has created in the situation of people being like, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. it isn't that way. Like, because they think and they assume that my opinion devalues and negates their opinion okay. rather than just being like, you know, this is my experience and that's your experience. I'm not devaluing your experience. I'm just having my own and allowing myself to have it. Mm -hmm that can be so difficult. Like, I, I can't tell you how many times at work people look at me like I've got 10 heads <laughs> because I'm like, oh, okay, I see things different because I am a different person. Yeah. If we all saw the same things in the same way all the time, change would never happen. Yes. Growth would never happen. We'd all be in the same trajectory. None of us would expand or, you know, grow or, businesses wouldn't expand or grow families wouldn't it was just it's like this yeah. that's how you know because we i mean i know we we talk a lot about the idea of breaking the cycles breaking the cycles that we've been given as humans in our families and in the different ways and how do you do that how do you break the systemic cycles in in society and also in your own personal life you do that by changing your like allowing yourself to have a truthful experience of what that is. And, you know, what sparked it for me was, you know, those of you who know, and I'm sure everybody does now because I've said it multiple times, is I just had surgery a couple of weeks ago and it was a hysterectomy and it was a, it was a big thing. And people experienced a lot of pain people experienced a lot of abdominal pain like when they were getting in and out of bed they were like oh my god it was so bad and i was like okay you know that was their experience and i don't want them to suffer but i understand that was the truth of what they were experiencing and then i go online and i read all the things what to expect during a hysterectomy and all that stuff right and and I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, this is gonna be horrible. And I'm like, I'm like, oh. And it like took it took my I wanted to know what was on the other side because I was afraid of it. Yeah. And so I got the information, but then I was like, I don't know about this. And I was just kind of like starting to get disheartened. And then I kind of was like meditating the spirit because I having this is my sixth or seventh surgery. I've had enough to know like I have a process now. I meditate, bring in the energy, bring in all the stuff to help me through the process. These last two times, I've also asked and requested healing and healing energy from the people that I that I know and love and that support me. Like I asked mm -hmm. for that help because I was like, give me all you got because I need this. Mm -hmm. And you know, and really kind of allowing that. But when I meditated with spirit and, and I was kind of like, whew, I, I asked for assistance and helping me um, cope and be resilient to the pain post-surgery. And all I heard was, allow yourself to have a different experience. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that any of these people's experience were wrong. It was spirit was just saying, allow yourself to have a different experience than what you're witnessing. And I'm like, okay. And so I went with that belief. And then it was confirmed. 
I had a healing session with with um, a fellow practitioner, and it was funny because she confirmed it by saying that exact same phrase, and I'm like, <laughs> "Are you making sure I heard it the first time?" Because I did. <laughs> but it yeah. was validating that that was the theme I needed to go with. Okay, yeah. and 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 I so I owned it. I was like, okay, I'm going to have my own experience. I don't have an expectation of what's going to happen, but I'm going to have my own experience. And I am, of course, going to always be supported and everything. I have all the things I need. If it's too bad, that's what the drugs are for. Like, you know, I'm not unwilling to go down that route. So in this experience, whatever combination of drugs and the way they did it and whatever happened, I didn't have any pain post-surgery. Not even getting in and out of bed. The next morning, I was up. I made a little eggs for breakfast. I took a shower. I did the things. I got tired. And so that I rested. It was uncomfortable. Yeah. But I didn't even have the gas pain that you have with an abdominal laparoscopic surgery. Because usually, my apparently, the surgeon that does it sucks the gas out, but there's sometimes pockets of it that they don't get. I don't know what she did, but she sucked it all out because I didn't. And, and it was like, this is what spirit meant. Yeah. I could have sat there and been like, why aren't I in pain? What's happening? Is my abdominal area paralyzed? Like, yeah. what's or just like, like not moved just in case. Right. <laughs> right. So, and, and, and. I could have gone down that path of worrying and thinking that something's wrong rather than just being like, thank you all of the energy and all the people that assisted me. And thank you, spirit. Thank you, universe. Thank you, doctors, for whatever path that led to this ease and grace with this surgery. Yeah. Because I was a mess emotionally. <laughs> because as you do when you take body parts outside of you and the process and there was a process with the grief and you know and, and stay tuned for some posts about that because i'm i, I want to create a series about having that type of surgery and, and and the things to allow ourselves permission to do and whatever different podcast but it was like i understood more about the truth of my experience it doesn't negate anybody else's it doesn't say that theirs were wrong it just says, this was my experience. It's possible. So it's possible to have surgery without pain. The same thing happened for my shoulder, but I didn't, um, my shoulder replacement, but I didn't understand at the time what that was. And I didn't connect the dots until this time. And I'm like, mm, okay, because I didn't have really that much pain post-surgery from my joint replacement either. And I didn't have any narcotics. I didn't take any. I didn't take any narcotics for this one either. Mm -hmm. and like i'm like <laughs> what yeah. but yeah this <laughs> goes against the whole yeah. like i can have an individual experience of something that's supposed yeah. to be really bad what's that about like that's about that's about exactly what it is individuality and knowing yourself and just like every other thing in the world like if you're not a good soccer player and you're not into soccer, you just don't play soccer. It doesn't mean that the people who play soccer are right or whatever or better or whatever. It just is, right? So if my body is fine after surgery, then I'm 
that's what my body does. Like, and that's the end of the sentence. It's not, well, I'm better than you or you're worse than me or what it's just like, so here's what happened. And that's it. Yeah. Right? Like, 100%. okay, here's some possibility. Yours is possible. Mine is possible because they both happened. And that's that. That's that. Yeah. And we don't need to dig into anything beyond that because it's just about that possibility. And I think we all, we're bred for fear. We're bred for all of that kind of stuff. I have my own ideas on, you know, the conspiracy of keeping us all not individual <laughs> as, as being helpful and, and keeping fear mongering alive because it, it does certain things for certain things. You know, like when you talk about the narcotics, how many people take them just because they're told to take them? Yeah. And then you don't know if you had pain or not. Right. Yeah. Like we, you don't know. Oh, I didn't have any pain, but I was taking meds. Like you don't know what your body was doing because you weren't able to know what your body is doing. And again, not right or wrong, but just like an understanding of being like, oh, that's a place where I was guided by somebody else and forgot to be centered on self. Yep. Yep. It, it and it comes to this space of, um, I think too, is that we find comfort in collectiveness. We find comfort in the idea of if I'm struggling with this and, and I know other people have, then I'm, I have a community. Mm -hmm. Like it's community through suffering. And, yeah. and it's so like, so we never allow ourselves to be out of suffering. Like right. I, I'm sure there are people in this world who have had that same surgery without, with the same result. Like there, there had to have been. I mean, a support group for people without pain. <laughs> like, for real. Oh my God. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there is no community for that. <laughs> no. And, and it's not to say that, that the, the, the support groups and the communities and some, and, you know, for grief, for suffering, for whatever that is, is essential is yeah. really is because when we know that there's more than one person that is experiencing what we're experiencing, we don't feel so alone. That is essential for resiliency. That is essential. And that those things are essential. Yeah. But when you're a person who doesn't have the same experience in a similar situation, you kind of feel out in left field a little bit alone. I think people think I'm lying most of the time that yeah. I didn't have pain. Yep. They're like, did you, did you, were you on drugs? Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, no. I didn't take any of the drugs. Like I yeah. took it the first day I took two and I realized I wasn't in pain and I didn't need them. So I stopped taking them. Plus I had a massive allergic reaction to something. That was my challenge in this situation was the allergic reactions to something. And, yeah. you know, so like, I don't know, you know, and I don't even, I don't even know what I think about that, but like, and, and, you know, it's another rabbit hole of going, well, if somebody experienced no pain and that person experienced pain and the person with the pain is like judging themselves because they had pain because somebody else didn't have pain. Like it's another rabbit hole of like, don't judge yourself based on somebody else's experience either. Yeah. Yeah. There's the oh, yeah. Right. Because we don't even know what happened in that experience. Like exactly. you just described some doctors don't do like when you were talking about the gas bubbles, I was like, Oh my God, at my, after my C-section worst pain of my entire life 
was the gas bubbles. Like, because I couldn't, I was getting sick because of the medication, forced them to stop giving me the medication because I was like, you won't let me nurse my kid because I'm throwing up. I'm throwing up because of the medication. You better stop giving me the medication. Like, that's that. Well, yeah. the side effect of that was all the gas bubbles because my doctor didn't do what your doctor did, right? Yeah. And so that doesn't mean that I'm weak. And, and it's funny that that came up because I was thinking about that the other day. I was literally thinking about, <laughs> and I don't remember where it came from. I think it came from my own body, but I'm not really sure about like when, that's what it was because we were talking about gluten-free and whatever and, and like how some people are like, well, your body can't handle it. And it's like, that doesn't make me weak. Like it literally is against my will. There's nothing I can do about it. But then I went down the rabbit hole myself of being like, where the hell did that come from? Yeah. Like that if your body does something that it doesn't like something, now we judge it as weak. Like, yeah. where the hell did that come from of like, well, I can put garbage in my body and not have a reaction unless maybe later I have a disease, but like, you know, have a reaction makes me strong. Like, where yeah. did that come from? And I, I went totally in my brain of being like, that is really fucked up. <laughs> like, literally no sense because it is against anybody nobody wills that to happen that's just everybody's individual body does different things exactly. and there is no weak or strong there's just experience no. yeah and I, I as you were saying that i was just going through that same thing of just being like it's not even like if you have pain it's not like there's a fault of any kind it's just like hey man my body didn't it's 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 having a pro it, it doesn't like that it does it's not like what happened to, to a point where it's like really mad. Yeah. And it, it's like that sense of like taking like where it's like we have an instinct from like cavemen days of the survival of the fittest. And we see things and issues like and but we we yeah. in society we've solved all the tiger issues and the 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 things eating us issues or yeah. you know so like we don't yeah. need to be afraid of like big scary monsters that are gonna consume us. And so right. like you know and and so we see people that that have like any type of like whether it's chronic illness disorder or intolerance about something that oh you're so weak because back then those are the people that died yeah yeah right yeah but we don't need to have that mentality in this era because first of all like foods are plenty uh, I, i'm not saying good food but and there again like there's poverty in food and like i'm not denying that but like there's different challenges of today. And the challenges of today is not that we're going to be eaten by big, scary right. animals. Right. The challenges of today are different. They're man-made challenges. They're system-made challenges because, and, and, and the, the reason why we are so this whole concept of like, um, you know, gluten and sugar and all those things are happening is because man has changed the chemical or the, that's the, what's the word I'm looking for? The, not breed, it's not breed, but <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for, Vanessa? God, it just walked away. Um, but changing the strain or the type, they're, they're modifying what it is and how it works and how it performs. And in that, we're depleting its natural of what it is. And it's not to say that that's bad because I think sometimes that's a good thing for some cases because we don't, you know, we don't want it to be different, but 
sometimes if a plant's not nutritious and we engineer it that it is more nutritious and it can feed more people because we have this horrible thing called, you know, food poverty in, in a way that helps people still live, then okay. But yeah. in other cases, that's not great. And I'm not saying processed food is wonderful, but I'm saying like it's keeping people alive because it's all they can afford. I get it. But our bodies are going to react in different ways. Yeah. Our yeah. bodies are, are, you know, our emotional, well, mental well-being also play a factor on how our bodies digest food. And so there's so much more that's at, that's a challenge than this need to be like, you're weak or we're going to kick you out of the herd because you're holding us back. You know, that kind yeah. of caveman type of mentality. So Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it really is crazy because I was sitting in there going like, why does it even matter? Like, why do you care if I eat gluten? Like, what is your deal? Like, what is what is actually happening? Why are you being this way? Yeah. And, and like, and it wasn't like, again, like, I don't think it was like a direct attack. It was just like somebody made a comment, you know, and I was just like, I'm not sure that, that like, if I was, a, if I was definitely allergic, and my throat closed, you would totally be like, Oh, my God, like, wow that sucks. You should stay away from it. Holy shit. Like it's, it's the whole other mechanism that people have in their brain where it's like, Oh, it hurts your tummy. Does it like, Oh, poor you. Like you're so weak. Like it's the same thing. My body's reacting negatively to something I put in my mouth. And so I'm not going to do it. Yeah. It's like, yes. if I, it's just like if I closed my throat, I'm not going to do it. <laughs> and, and you don't need to worry about it. Cause I'm not making you do that. Like, I'm not telling you, you can't, you can do that all you want. If it doesn't bother you, have at it. Love yeah. on it. You don't have to worry about it. I'm not trying to say that I'm elite or anything like that. I'm not touting it as like, well, you are shitty because you eat gluten. Like I'm jealous of you that you can eat it without a problem. <laughs> I love gluten. I cannot have it. Like it's not, but yeah, like it was, it's kind of like that experience. Right. And people will argue with you about it. Right. Like they'll be like, well, I eat it with no problem. So, uh, and it's like, okay, that's the end of the conversation, right? Yeah. Like, is that's the truth of your experience. You're, you're, you're fine, or you feel fine. And that's fine. I don't, which is also fine. These both, both of these things are true. <laughs> you're not yes, right. I'm not right. But we're right for ourselves. You know, because I've learned that about myself. And like, my body has rejected tons of stuff now. You know, and so, yes, does that make me eat like a healthier diet, healthier, quote unquote? Yeah, but that doesn't mean that like I am better than anybody. I feel great and I'm just sharing my experience. Hey, this, these, doing these things has made me feel great. Yes, there are things that I've learned along this process of being like, oh, shit, like that, that isn't like conducive to the way our bodies function. But still, your experience is going to be your experience. And so let your experience guide you. Don't let me, don't let my statements make you feel like I'm telling you you're wrong. I'm just giving you the information. If it's right for you, it's right. If it's wrong for you, it's wrong for you. Let it be that without it having to be so like contentious. But this is, again, like to kind of go back into it of being like, if we're conscious of knowing that these are societal things that these are generational things that these are traditional things that have been brought in 
more conspiracy for certain reasons, right? Like there are reasons why we need to fight with each other. There are reasons why we have to be compliant in certain ways because we're easier to control that way. Won't even go there. But like when you realize that these things are happening, I think it's easier, right, to be able to say, okay, so I know why it's happening. I know why that is a belief system that's within me. Let me just check in and see if I still align with that belief system. I might. There are some people that still are like, you know what? Sunday dinners work for me, man. Like, I love that. I love that tradition in a family. I love that. But I only want people here who want to be here. <laughs> so I'm going to hold it and I'm not going to make it a big deal. And then we're not going to throw people out of the family for not coming. Right? right. Like that's how we leave the tradition there and let it still exist without the trauma part of it, which is everybody has to come here or else you get kicked out of the family. <laughs> Which is crazy. I mean, and that leads to the other places where we having the truth, you know, our truth of our own experience. Like, you know, I think too is we're so heavily influenced by social media. Like, I can't tell you how many times. I mean, think of all the things you buy that you don't really want to buy, but you buy because you see it on social media 110 times and you buy it anyways. And you're like, we're oh. on our way to taco holders. Yeah. I don't know why, because we use standard stuff tacos. Yeah. I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> So, so, I mean, we're, we're really heavily influenced society and I get it. Sometimes it's how it's, it's the vastness of information that we have available is unreal. It's yeah. really unreal. It's great, but it's also, there's a catch. And so when you think about the holidays coming up, we are headed into the holidays. We are in November. This will go out November 1st. And so it is the start of the holiday season, even though Christmas probably started in July because they had a gifts. They have things already out for Christmas, but whatever. I, I was watching Hallmark Christmas all day yesterday. I admit it. We got it was throwing shade on it too. Yeah, I admit it. <laughs> um, and there's nothing wrong with that. Like, we see how people decorate. We see how people do things, the meals, the family, the friends. And so you think because you don't have all of these things that you're doing it wrong and, and, or that there's something wrong with you. Like I, you know, I think the last year I came to an awareness how like there's a feeling of chasing around the holidays and a feeling of what you see out into the world. You see this feeling of togetherness, of joyfulness, of laughter, of coming together, of goodwill and all of that. And then I'm like, I get so depressed and sad and I, ugh, I don't want to get emotional, but it's not the, this is not the time to do this, but, and I get, and I feel like I'm missing something and I feel like I'm lacking. And then I think back to having the kids at Christmas, like when I left my ex-husband, like leaving those kids because they made Christmas Christmas. And I, I've had a really crappy relationship with Christmas. And then I learned more about the trauma I experienced around Christmas and my mother and all of the things that happened there. And I just, and, and like this year, it's like, I, part of me is like really examining what is it am I seeking? Mm -hmm. You know, what is it like when, and, and so my mother was very eccentric about Christmas. She spent more than she had. She didn't, you know, we struggled paying the house payment, but we sure as hell had Christmas. Mm -hmm. And 
And then she lost her job. She got laid off. And so then what happened? And so then Christmas wasn't as Christmas was for many years. And so then there was an, there was an upset that happened with us three kids and a sense of like, oh, well, there was an expectation of that. And, and because we didn't have it, like, we didn't understand your kids. You don't understand mom got laid off. There isn't as much money as available as there was before, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, and, and, but as a child, when that sense of glee and the amount of gifts that are there waiting for you at Christmas has been created, it's hard to shift that energy. It's hard to shift that expectation into what Christmas is all about because you're supposed to learn that. But living in a really rural town where, you know, there was no caroling, there wasn't really wasn't like the neighborhood or you didn't volunteer places. It was just us. Yeah. In, in contrast to that, I also remember going up to the farmhouse for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Since when do we I apologize for emotion on this podcast? There's so much energy behind that. And the idea we all came together, like I remember specific plates. Like there was this one dish that they always put out that like it was a divided glass plate and it had this like wicker handle and it was for <laughs> the cute, it was for all the pickles, the types yeah. of pickles and like, you know, like, <laughs> I remember like these specific things, but I also remember like just being with my family and mm. adored my grandparents. I miss them. It's the holiday season. This is the depression that starts. But I miss my grandparents and I miss that feeling. There was never a lot of presence there. You maybe got one or two from aunts or uncles or, you know, and you got some, but you didn't have this. And then I've realized as an adult now that, yes, I understand that there is that little bit of an expectation of the glee I get with gifts and things like that. And, but I understand now that the feeling I'm seeking is that yeah, being with my grandparents and the house is no longer there. Um, so it's like there's more grief that's tied up in that. And so that I asked myself, how do I create that? How do I have my own experience? I'm never going to have that experience ever again. Mm. I didn't expect this to hit this hard. Um, but... It's like, how, how is that experience transferred? Like, what do I want in that experience? I want to experience togetherness. I want to experience as much as I can. I mean, most of the people that I really deeply love are in different states. Like, Vanessa's on the other side of the country. One of my other best friends is in Arizona. So it's like, yeah, hard to get everybody together all at the same time. But at the same time, it's like, how do I create that? in a way that brings that feeling of of whatever that is and do you know what what as you were talking i was thinking in my head well i don't know where else i would think but i was thinking <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of hit me a little bit i think of my own experience of 
sometimes, and not always, but sometimes the holidays were our only chance at like peace, <laughs> right? Like they were times where I could basically count on things being okay. Right. Like, because things like that, and that togetherness wasn't just togetherness because there was togetherness other times, but there was something about what the holidays meant for everybody that the bullshit wouldn't show up. Right. Like it was kind of like, these were safe times too. They yeah. were more than just like, cause I would see you all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like I didn't see you on a random weekend. Right. But the bullshit would come on the weekend you know, if bullshit was going on in people's lives, but the holidays made people do something different. You yeah. know what I mean? It wasn't necessarily, I mean, we still had like, you know, the, the token <laughs> drunk person, like, you know, I was like, I couldn't get their shit together. But like, for the most part, there was a different energy that came to those energy, to, to those things. And now I realize like how much I don't depend on that because my life is kind of like that all the time, it doesn't feel the same. I don't feel that same like desire for it because for me, it's like my life has kind of been that way. So I don't like, it, as a kid, I think I just really depended on it as like a time where everybody would just shut the fuck up and love each other, Yeah, basically. And so, yeah, I was just like, I wonder how many other people out there are just kind of like, oh my God, like this is what I'm holding on to of family. Like this is what I'm holding on to of holidays is, is that like for the most part, our everyday crap could be suspended for like four hours and we it, can just exist. And, and just, it's like that reminding of regardless of our, experience and, and what we're experiencing to, as a relationship, whether it's family or whatever, outside of these days or this moment that it's shit, but hey, I love you. Like, yeah, because yeah. my brothers, my, my uncles used to fight, especially my uncle Paul, he was so like hot headed, he was so hot headed. And he used to get into like arguments with my uncles, and then my brother would come and they, you know, and so it was like, but I don't know. It was just, we, we really didn't like my aunt Julie because she was a busybody, but we were like, we were all good when everybody was together. Like, you know, yeah. there was, everybody had their own personalities, but yeah. yeah. So, you know, I, I, I've been seeking the idea of, you know, how do I create that for myself and how do I have my own experience based on my needs around the holidays rather than like, my mother's traditional way of doing it. Like, how do I take, leave her in her tradition alone, but at the same time, create an experience that's in my truth and allow myself that to be different, whatever that is, whether yeah. it's what everybody on social media does, or maybe it's not. Maybe for me, it's, you know, it's doing something weird or doing like taking an annual vacation somewhere. And, and, and maybe that's, my way of experiencing things or whatever that is, you know, th yeah. Thanksgiving is a whole nother ball of wax. Like Thanksgiving is for me is about, was about my dad. And, you know, I, I will always do mashed potatoes for Thanksgiving because that was my job was peeling potatoes and doing that act connects me to those memories. And mm -hmm. as much as my dad and I had, you know, our own specific relationship, 
it was the one time that I felt the love right. that I desperately wanted. Yeah. That's what we're holding on to, right? Like, and, and so we, we associate it with the holidays because that was when we got it. You know, it's like yeah. super simple when we think about it. Like, yeah, if there was something that I wanted every single day and I only got it on this day, well, that day just became the best day. Of life, right? Like that day, just that just became super important because it was the only or one of the only, you know? Um, yeah, and I really, I really think that that's, because think about the the what we're told about the holidays. We're told that we are literally told about told that this is a special friggin' time. <laughs> we're gonna be special today, damn it! Right? Like, just don't 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 bring your bullshit here. Right? Like, be on your best behavior, or you know, yada yada yada. Right? And so, yeah, it would make sense that that burrows within us and creates that belief system of these being super important times and you need this, that, and the other thing in order to, to experience that feeling. But really we're just trying to get at that feeling, you know, like love, acceptance, whatever, excitement, whatever it is, right? Like my, my favorite holiday movie lately has been Four Christmases. I love that movie because it illustrates <laughs> to me <laughs> that whole trauma thing of like what you're supposed to do. Like, you know, if you've ever seen it, it's a couple that goes away every year. They make up an excuse. They lie to their families to be like, well, we're go we, we do these really important mission trips. They're fucking going on vacation because they don't want to deal with anything. They want their, their holiday to be what they want. And they are not able to that year. So then they have to go to everybody's friggin' Christmas. And it is exactly what you know is gonna happen. You show up at this house and here's the bullshit. And you show up at this house and here's the bullshit, you know? And it's like, this is why we don't go here. Like, this is why we take off on the damn holiday, right? <laughs> like, and like, I love that movie because I feel like it's like a, that permission of being like, okay, just cause it was always done that way doesn't mean it has to be done that way, but think about what it is that you want. What is the feeling that you love? at that time and create it for you in whatever way it works for you now. Yep, absolutely. And as you were talking about that, Vanessa, all the dots just lit up in my brain because like you were talking about peace and I'm like, yeah, it was the only, I'm, it's, it's peace is my, is my authority. Like it is my human design is peace. And it was the only time I experienced it within my world. Like, mm -hmm. and I desperately needed it. And I'm like, oh my God. I'm like, oh my God, like all the dots are just kind of just start lighting up. And I'm like, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> yeah, but not fuck, because it's kind of like, oh, what I did was created yeah. a pretty peaceful life. So that's why I don't need to have big events. But yeah. I have it in my mind that I yes. need a big event. Yes, that, that, that that's the only time that I can find peace in my life is mm. through the lens of a holiday. Like mm. that. I have to, it's not, you know, people are people. My outside world is the outside world. I can't control most of it, but like, it also shows me where I'm, not, it exposes where I'm not cultivating my peace throughout the year. Mm -hmm. And that I'm not making it a priority for me because of needing that peace and that frustration and anger is, is a very, but I'm not doing that for myself. I'm always in frustration. I'm always in upset and not always, but a lot of the time because of the way I've set up my life. And it's just like, yeah. So 
Freaking podcast does it again. <laughs> this is not what we came here for, but this no. is what we got. <laughs> right? I'm here to be processed today. Yeah. Right? I know, but it is like, right? Like, this is what we're talking about. Like, if get when we talk about the, the truth of our experience, we are finding the truth of our experience, right? Like it's it's like a double entendre, right? Like the truth of my experience that we're talking about, or that we started talking about was uh, my experience is true and so is yours, yeah. right? But now we're getting down to like, what is the actual truth of the experience? <laughs> Which is like, ooh, this is an interesting place to be. <laughs> yes, yes. And it's, and like the truth that I think is there is, is my brain's truth, but what is my heart's truth in this situation? Yeah. And I'm it, definitely like, I'm, I mean, I am like the reason why I love the four Christmases things because like, that's what I want to do. Like, that's why I love living away from everybody. Cause I'm just like, my Christmas gets to be whatever the hell I want it to be. And yeah. my child experiences it far differently than I do. Like, it is like, because on a random Saturday, we have quote unquote Christmas sometimes, you know, last week we were, we were house sitting and I felt bad and I, and because she didn't really like have her stuff with her or whatever. And we were out at the store and I was just like, I'm going to get her a Lego set. Cause she loves Legos. I got her like a Minecraft set, which was her first one. And like, she experienced like a surprise of something that she loves. And it, and it, and it's that same feeling right? Like of just being like, Ooh, you know, like a treat, like to me, that's what Christmas has always been, but we do it enough times during the year that like it, it's not, it doesn't need to be a big deal because it's like, you know, like the big deal of Christmas is like our Christmas movies, our different meal. We wear our, frick well, we wear our pajamas all day, some days too, you know, so that's not even special, right? Like, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, Yes. Taking away because I don't ever want her to feel that thing that we're talking about feeling yeah. of being like a, 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 a grief that things aren't big. Like, yeah. ooh, that's a, that's a high expectation to have for the rest of your life. <laughs> or, that, or that it's only one or two days a year that you experience those moments. Yeah. And like, not oh. living it throughout the life. It's like... Right it's understanding is that whatever we received and, and believe me, friends, I know that there are those of you out there who are like, my Christmas and holidays sucked because there was upset and fighting and anger and, you know, belittling. And then you go to the grandma who's always like, did you lose weight? Like I totally get those experiences yeah. because that's happened as I got older and as a kid, it was different. But as I got older, those kind of things started happening. So I understand right. if you're like, I don't want the holidays because of the trauma. I get sure. it. But I what does it. that trauma come from? That trauma comes from that same experience. Today's supposed to be special and different. Yes. And it got ruined. Yeah. Because my expectation was way the frig up here. And yeah. now you've shattered my expectation of, of the fabulous holiday. The big day of the year got wrecked. It doesn't look like what other people experience. It doesn't look like what's out there in social media. It doesn't, it didn't look like what other kids had. I mean, yeah, absolutely. A hundred percent. So 
you know, and I know that this was definitely a wild podcast, friends. This was not the podcast that we kind of intended into stepping into, but you know how it goes with us. We just let it fly and spirit brings us what we need. And I obviously needed a lot today and, and you know, an understanding and awareness. So yeah, thanks for holding space for me and my emotions. Right. Like, I feel like there was a lot of things that, that I was just like, no, yeah, like, yeah. Because we need permission to let go of so many things. And we we have to be the ones that give ourselves the permission. If we rely on other people to give permission to let go of things, to give permission to have your own experience and find your own truth, we'll never get it. Because other people want what they want. We can't live by that. Yeah. Yeah. So, whew. oh, my friends... <laughs> this is such a tent like you said Vanessa so many tentacles so many like different like avenues that you can take this and wow we we went pretty big today we threw a lot at you and you know when you got to hear me cry again and which is great because I don't I mean I'm not embarrassed to have emotion and cry because that's who I am but sometimes it's like really do I have to do this like all the time where the hell did that come from yeah, yeah. it's like this wasn't in like I wasn't crying today, like and yeah. until yeah. Vanessa I got into a pregame, and then it was like all oh, the emotion. Yeah. Well, I think I'm always like, like for me, like when I start to cry, I'm like, oh no, like you know what I mean? Like I get into the, like here comes like tangents that I can't control anymore, right? Because I've <laughs> let down the guard, the guard is down. The, the like you know what I mean? Like it's like you imagine you're like like the guards that were standing there are all laying down crying on the ground. You're like, well. I have no, def like, I don't know what's going to happen now. <laughs> you get into the cycle, and then, and then, and then. No, and right. then. Right. So, yeah, when I cry, I'm like, oh, no. Are we unraveling? Are we unraveling? Or are we going to be, like, on? are we staying on task? Is this what's happening? It's it's a toss-up every time. Yeah. Every time. Eclipse season, man. I tell you what, we recorded this during the eclipse season, but uh, things just showing up. Showing up, taking it as they come. But my friends, please, please, please observe yourself. Observe where you take on these ideas of that your experience has to match others. And that if you if they don't, then the experience wasn't as good or it's wrong. Really see where you're not allowing yourself to experience things or create experiences that are based on what's in your heart. Yes. Amen. We love you. We hope you have a wonderful week. We will talk to you next week. Take care, everybody. Love you. If you were triggered by anything said in this podcast, please dial 911 or go to your local emergency room. To more deeply understand your unique emotional reaction to today's podcast, I'd love for you to connect with me. You can find me at Vanessa Perry Counselor at gmail.com or at www.vanessaperry.net. And if you wish to take your healing further through energy work or channeling angels or the highest level beings, please reach out to me, Grace, at graceevergreen.com or graceevergreen at outlook.com. And always remember you are loved, you are worthy, and the world needs your light.